G'day guys, welcome back to the channel. Today we have a very special episode for you. We had my good friend Mr. Bilal Ali. Uh, we spoke about working in freelance and full-time work, what the differences are, work-life balance, one of Bilal's near-death experiences from burnout, and then on top of that, also getting married young. Don't forget to like and subscribe on the video, and please enjoy. <laughs> we just want to touch on... Um, Wanna go back? We're gonna go back to the high school topic. When, when did did we start recording? Are we on? Yeah, we started. Are we on talking. air? We started talking. This guy's on the ball. Yeah, uh, we like, went uh, for an hour. We were recording <laughs> when you walked in, bro. You didn't uh, see the cameras and uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> Everyone always got eyes on you. But no, I want to just take it back. Listen, I'm not gonna develop on what happened because obviously I didn't go there, but I've heard stories of what happened and stuff in high school, and I'm not gonna develop on it because obviously it's it's not really my situation to talk about. But one thing <laughs> that I've go. noticed about you was the thick skin that you had in order for that not to affect you in your future. Confidence, the the the, uh, the just the confidence in general, brother, just being able to like be assured of yourself enough to go, you know what? Regardless of the noise, mm. I'm still gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I don't give you a I don't give a rat's ass, bro. Yeah. I want you to tell me what do you attribute that to? I don't know, probably a tough upbringing. Like you grow up, you grow up in the flats in Carlton. Nothing really, you know. What's what's a few words, you know? Yeah, definitely. I was actually I was talking to I was talking to my in laws about it the other day because the most of them are because I'm married to a Turk as you know, and most Turks are third generation at the moment. So like my wife is third generation. Um, oh actually no, she's second generation. But most most of her cousins and and family friends and stuff are third generation. Yeah. So they've been in the country for so long that they don't actually. They they're not feeling the effects of immediate migration, um. So when you're second generation, and like me, I was the firstborn, you're here in the first ten years of your of your parents being in the country. So I was here when my parents were dirt poor, and we had nothing, and we were living in Carlton flats. And the only reason why we were there is because you can't be homeless. Like basically, it's either you're homeless or you're in the flats. Sorry, bro. So um, yeah. So when you're raised, when you're raised like that, nothing. Nothing yeah. gets to you. Yeah. But um uh, yeah. from what I've seen, yeah, I've obviously met your old man, shout out to Bilal while he's a legend. Yeah. But um do you think that a lot of it has to do with like also your father's or your mother's influence on you when you're younger? Because a lot of the times you see that people their self esteem is very like dependent on validation from human beings around them, yeah? Mm. Was it that like for example, your father and your mother were like well enough to nurture you for that not to occur? Where you don't really require validation from external sources, or like you're just um, validation is important to everyone, bro. If someone says that validation is not important to them, they're probably either they're kidding themselves or they're much more resilient than I am. Validation from the right sources is what's important. So, like for me now, it's what my closest friends and my wife and my parents think. You know what I mean? Um, but for I don't know someone else, it might be what everyone thinks. So there has to be a common consensus. Ninety nine percent of the population think that they're on the ball, you know, or that, that they're, you know, that they're doing the right thing. Whereas for me, it's like, if 85, 90, 95% of the world thinks, you know, you're a yeah, I'm a yeah. flog, I'm not, I'm not on anything, but the 5% that I actually care about, you know, uh, supporting me, so that's all that matters. Yeah. It's a, it's a balancing act, yeah, like getting, yeah, getting the, the correct consensus really. On that, there's a common thing, like people say, like fake it till you make it. Has there been times where it's been oh, tested? 100%, 100%. And then what do you do in that? Because obviously it's all internal. 
all these self-beliefs, all internal things. So maybe give us a story about when you were tested and then what well, you had a to do. A time where I faked it? Yeah, <laughs> to get past because, you know, that's something that like I admire from you. Like I'd love to be able to have that thick skin where it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to kind of believe in myself. Because you've done some yeah. questionable things. I've done a lot of questionable <laughs> things. <laughs> but you know, with me, yeah, if it's questionable or if it's the right thing to do, I still back myself. Like, mm. like, uh, like the confidence I had, like looking back now, yeah, the things I was doing like in high school, like let's let's make it clear for people that are watching thinking I was dealing drugs or something. No, I wasn't, no, no, it wasn't, wasn't like that. It wasn't too bad. The only <laughs> person that was getting affected is himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe people's eardrums. Um, but, <laughs> but like, but whatever I'm doing, yeah, so if it's, whether it's whatever being on stage or whether it's being behind the camera or being anything, I do it with, the confidence and the self-belief of someone who's done it 10 years. Like, I remember this year, I was I was in a short film here, and they asked me, they were like, can you skate? Yeah? <laughs> For this film. And I'm like, no, but I'm willing to try. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like kind of an example of faking until you make it. Mm. And they go, and they go, oh, okay. So in their heads, they thought like, oh, like he's saying no, but like he's probably skated a few times. If he's willing to do it on camera. Yeah. Bro, I've never skated in my life. Bro, I'm black from Carlton, bro. I've never you're skated, bro. What's Richard and Bart Simpson, bro. Yeah, bro, what's, what's skating, bro? You know, like, so they're like, they're like, all right, let's go, we're rolling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, rolling. Yeah. Skate. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because bad. Because yeah, thanks, bro. On purpose. <laughs> like, skate. And downhill as well, on pavement. No way. I lie. You would have stacked it. Did I stack it? Bro, 100% right. <laughs> bro, first take. I want to get the bro, video off him. Bro, 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 I wanted it. I, they're like, oh, they're like we cut it before you fell. I don't, hold on, hold on. So you fell for nothing? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, fine, at least if I had the tape, you know. Make a blooper rule, bro. Yeah, that would have been bro. funny than the actual film. Bro, so, yeah, so what's it called? So I go, and I stack it. Absolutely, like, cl like clear out. And they go, I thought you could skate. I'm like, no, I said I can't, but I'm willing to try. <laughs> 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 they're like, like, so you, you actually have never... I'm like, I've never skated before. Like, oh my God. I'm like, let's go again. They're like, they're like no, no. Like, no, we're not, bro. We're not covered. Yeah, we're not covered for this, bro. Liability. So, so I end up holding the skateboard in the film. <laughs> oh, that's the one? Yeah, that's the no, film. No, 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 that's the one where I'm holding the skateboard. Right, it's so funny. The actual film is like, I'm meant to be exercising and then like I get tired and I drink water. But I'm actually fasting. It's Ramadan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, I had so but many questions. But it's so Bola. funny because because in the because in the actual final product, I'm just holding the skateboard. Mm. So why would you be so tired from holding a skateboard that you have to drink water? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know that I'm meant to be skating. Oh, oh man. But yeah, I faked that hard, bro. Like, yeah, like there are a lot of things like that, like a lot of examples like that, where I've just like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it seems you know like you're I mean? very open to new experiences. Yeah, yeah. Did that come from something? Like maybe as a kid, your dad... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My dad pushed me to do, um, like, I guess you could call it comedy. I was doing impressions, basically, on stage when I was three years old. So, yeah. Oh, no, so, like, wallah? Wallah, yeah. yeah. I don't you're know if you old, knew that. He's old, man. I told yeah, you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, so I was three years old and I was doing stuff on stage. Yeah. So, like, I guess when, you, <laughs> when you're pushed into yeah, that yeah, affinity, not much yeah. not much is going to mm. scare you because and the, the reason the reason why my dad pushed me into that is because his main thing his main fear is stage fright so he yeah so he he can do like like my dad will do a lot of things yeah like he'll do and he's actually worked on that and he's actually now he's, he's alright he does some talks for human appeal and stuff like that mm. but um yeah when I was young even when we'd go on like Eritrean camps he would not go up on stage at all even for so like quizzes 
or anything like that. Nothing. Yeah, and like Ahmed behind the camera would know. He like <laughs> this guy would not go up for anything. So it's he crazy. wanted to. So he wanted me to be the complete opposite of that. Mm. So he just pushed me out straight away. He's just like, nah, go. Because I was gonna go say, on. bro, it, for for us, especially people in the I wouldn't say Muslim community, but I would say in the ethnic community in Melbourne or in general anywhere, it's very, very, very unusual to put yourself in scenarios, especially at a time when you're going through puberty and, you know, it's it's like everything seems a lot more like life and death, yeah? Especially mm. when it comes to social interactions and whatever happens in the social world, yeah? So for me to to kind of like, I couldn't fathom the stories that people were telling me like, like, yeah, Bilal was doing, um, he was doing, um, what's that, spoken word mm, and yeah. he was up on stage and then, he was back and he was backing himself. But I think what Ashraf was trying to say from before was when you when you fake it till you make it, like was there a time where somebody had said something? Because people are always outright they're always outright idiots. Yeah. There's always gonna Especially be that one yeah. or two that wanna like leverage themselves in the society or with the boys or whatever, mm. just to make themselves cool off of your back or whatever. Yeah. Was there ever a time where, like, for example, it affected you, but in your head you're like, you know what? I am hurt, but I can back myself on now and fix that up later. Um yeah, hurt. Yeah, I guess, but not not to the point where I ever thought of stopping. Like I've never stopped anything for anyone. Mm. So like, I'm not saying that like a tough guy. I'm just saying like no, I've, no. I've never I've never felt like I said like I've never felt validation from the general public is is that 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 important. I've had I've had times where I've thought like I might not be good enough to do things. Obviously, like of course, because yeah. I got in like for example videography. Yeah, I got into videography in the most random way. Like. There was a there was an African football tournament, mm. yeah. Um, Asfa, you might have heard, I've of, heard it. of it. Yeah, yeah. There was a, yeah. There was an African football tournament, and they need, needed the videographer, and I was a photographer, yeah. And only just, by the way, like when I say photographer, like I had I just know, started. I yeah, yeah. The origins, don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had just started. Like I was just I was taking photos at Futsalas for like two months, and I had like a very basic portfolio. This was in probably 2016 or something. Um, yeah, 2016. And then they needed a videographer and I was like, oh, look, I can do it because I know how to work a camera. Yeah. I use it at uni. So I'm doing a Bachelor of Media and Communications. I know how to use the camera. I'll borrow the camera from uni. Literally, I didn't even have my own equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll borrow the camera from uni. I'll do it. And I'll charge you like the lowest amount that you could like ever yeah. get videos for. Like bro, lower than anything. Like you can't even imagine how like how little I charge. Like to the point where I thought it was slavery. Like it was actually, like it, was a, it was so low. You don't endorse that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. Um, so yeah, so I started that, and I basically said, "Here's my photography portfolio. Hire me to be a videographer." <laughs> and anyone that knows anything about media yeah. knows that they're completely different arts. Hundred mm. percent. Like complete, like like literally, I can't even think of any similarities at all, except for maybe framing. That's like literally the only thing, yeah. and like. Imagine getting a videography job off photography, yep. and but I was transparent about it. I was like, "Look, I can't, I can't do videography professionally. Like I've never done it, but I can work the camera and I can do it. and I can film the games for you." And I did it. Like I did the tournament, had a couple of blips, but everything went fine. Mm. And then started a videogra videography career from there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, where like from like from there, I slowly built up a client base. Um, and then regular work came yeah, in. Yeah, and regular work started yeah. coming in. And I got my first videography. Like, you have to get your break from somewhere. Yeah. I got my first videography gig doing photography. And it's actually insane <laughs> when you think of that. Mm. So I remember you, that, that's crazy because what, what, it, what it shows is basically like when you give something a go, no one's telling you to ever begin perfect. 
No nah. one's ever started anything nah, perfect. No one starts. Yeah? No one starts perfectly. But you just gotta back yourself and just go. You know what? Even if it isn't this time, I'm gonna jump into it and just figure it out. And mm. Subhanallah. Later on, you're known as a videographer and a photographer now. Yeah. 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 So you work freelance in both fields. Yeah. I wanted to ask because now you've also doing you're doing work with Basha. Mashallah, yeah. um, says great work. Mashallah, with the community, Bashawli Foundation. But I wanted to see what you think of freelance work in comparison to full time work. Um, there are there are pros and cons to both. The pros of freelance work is every day is kind of different. Every day is a like a, an adventure, quote unquote. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you wake up and you have to hunt down a new client, uh-huh. or you know you'll. You know, you have to, you know, do some admin. You have to, you have to advertise yourself. Um, so it's it's a grind, and and that's uh, for me that's a pro. For some people it might be a con. For me, that's a pro because I want to kind of work, work towards everything. Mm. Um, and then another another pro of it is obviously you kind of control your income as well, yeah. so you can make as much money as you as you can. Mm. Um, there's no there's ceiling. no cap. There's no there's cap. No yeah, ceiling, there's no yeah. cap like with a salary, where the man, quote unquote, you know, dictates <laughs> how much you make. The white um, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, but yeah. So basi- slavery and white men in the <laughs> same podcast. <laughs> Basically, no one dictates a cap on how much you make, which is amazing. Yeah. Imagine like in one month, you can like, if you work hard enough, you can make more than, you know, what probably my boss does at Richmond now. You yeah. know what I mean? If I work hard enough. Whereas with fixed term work, you can have two, three lazy days and then you'll still make the same amount of money. Yeah. At the end of the month, your checks the same. Um, at the end of the year, basically your salary is pretty much more or less the same. You might get a two percent or three percent bonus or whatever. Um, but yeah, like the the pros the pros are definitely the pros definitely outweigh the cons mm. with freelance work. But when you're married and when you have a family and you have rent or whatever, oh, like I don't have kids, but you have rent and you have bills and everything, the stability of <laughs> stability yeah. of a job can't be understated. Like. Sorry, can't be overstated. Like it, it's it's just insanely stable. Like alhamdulillah, like I I thank Allah every day that you know that I have a very good job, like a, an amazing, amazing company. You know, Richmond Football Club. It's mm. it, like when I started working there. I've actually got a funny story about my first day, but say that <laughs> for later. Um, when I started working there, like I didn't realize how how welcoming people can get, especially non-Muslim people, because like I I've always been around Muslims. Like I was born into like a practicing Muslim family in Carlton, yeah, yeah. which is like. It's not a, it's not a Muslim area, but like all the people I knew were Muslim. Like I didn't have any white friends, like mm-hmm. at all. Like all my friends were Muslim. Went to a, went to a, <laughs> went to an Islamic school. school. Yeah, went to a Muslim mm-hmm. school. My up. kindergarten, everyone was Somali, Eritrean. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, and then I went to a Muslim school, um, and I did two years of public school in in school, year eleven and twelve. Which less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, and, then <laughs> and then uni, I went to Latrobe, which if anyone's been to Latrobe, Grace. little Africa. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I've been like I barely know any white people. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? I you know, say, yeah. In Australia, like I barely know any white people. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I get to this workplace where obviously all my colleagues are white. Because imagine like Richmond being surrounded by Somalis, it'd be funny. Um, <laughs> um. But yeah. So basically, all my colleagues are white, basically. Um. And then there's obviously the foundation where you know three or four of us are Muslim. Um. But I didn't realize like how welcoming people can get. Um. So yeah, my first day of Richmond, <laughs> my first day at Richmond was um, it's actually bring your dog to work day. Yeah, it was bring your dog to work. Yeah, imagine That's that. Orcs. Yeah, and if you know me, you're jumping on the roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you know me, I don't like Put dogs. On the roof, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with dogs from a distance. 
But no, no, <laughs> it's all right, bro. It's yeah, like yeah, gonna hurt their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woof, 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 but anyway, <laughs> so um, bring a dog to work. So I get there and every, obviously everyone's, you know, got their dogs. And I'm just like, oh, God, you can't be serious. <laughs> you can't be serious. You know, it's basically my dream job, you know. I've come, I'm working at a, at a you know, a sporting club. Yeah. And these and it's bring a dog to work there. And I'm trying to meet my new, you know, my new colleagues. And, and it's bad enough that I can't shake any of the female's hands, you know. So, for, so f- I'm saying also keep your dog away from me and keep your hand away from me <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> so so you just repulsed by them, bro. <laughs> imagine in the snack room, what's going on with this new guy? Mate? Can't, can't shake our hand, can't meet our dogs. What's going on? I was, bro, I was like, oh, this could not be worse. Voila. Generally, like, like they're, they're like very overly enthusiastic. Yeah, if you ever yeah, meet yeah. them at the start, yeah, like yeah. your especially your work colleagues in a different environment, the ones that want to be nice the most, they're very, very, very like, I want to say intrusive, but they're always. In your business. In your business. Yeah. And it's like, the hand's there before you even look. Yeah. You yeah. turn around, the hand's already there. You can't even go like this. Yeah. Especially yeah. the dog too. They'll, put, they'll say, get, hug it, play around, <laughs> yeah. take it for a walk. That it's thing like, licks you, bro. You can't even do it ima- twice. But bro, yeah. imagine that. Imagine you telling him, I don't like your dog and I don't want to shake your hand. <laughs> bro, that's <laughs> for them. That's two insults in one go, bro. <laughs> you have to have a shower after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, before, before <laughs> I've even told them my name, I've insulted them twice. Oh, subhanAllah. So like, I thought like, it's a wrap from here. I thought I might have to quit. Yeah. But yeah, like after that, they were so welcoming, you know. They actually yeah. like ended up like tying their dogs to their desks, like actually like you know. That day, or did I bring them every day? No, 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 no. That day, that oh, day. Imagine, imagine dog every day. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually have to quit. No, no, that day. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, everything else like the, like you know so welcoming and everything. But yeah, definitely pros and cons, man. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear more about the business side? But I, I think, think I went on about Richmond <laughs> a bit too much. I think for you as well, because. You're still like how old are you now? Twenty four this week. Just You're still early yeah. in your career. So the freelance and full time, a lot of times they talk about not jumping into freelance full time too early. Because mm. you are like established, you've been working in the field, but you even know it's like the amount you've done, if you double it, you'll probably be so much more ahead. Because mm. it just takes time. It takes time to get better, more skilled, more reputation, more network more. It's one of those things where freelancing, like it's good to do it on the side until you kind of make it your main hustle, until you know it's stable. Because yeah. right now it's not. It could be like three months, COVID. Sorry, there's no projects. Oh, imagine that, man. But if you're, like, as they say, like so good, they can't ignore you. There's always going to be work for you. And it's yeah. like a waiting list and stuff like that. That's what you want. It's, yeah. like it's all timing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Gary V. Yeah, nah. Bro, <laughs> Make your side hustle, you mean hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, bro. Like, if I, if I was just doing, like, freelance during yeah, COVID, bro. Yeah, screwed, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Especially like, bro, like, I've got to pay rent, man. 100%. Like, you can't. Like, you can't have that. So, subhanAllah, man. Alhamdulillah, like, for me, one thing, one thing I, I kind of struggled with was letting go of, like, that control that you have with with your business oh yeah like and and for me you know what because at the foundation i work pretty autonomously so it's actually it's actually a kind of it's a good bridge between you know corporate and freelance yep so like at the moment i'm the only i'm the only digital producer with the bachelor foundation so like the the foundation is like a subsidiary of of richmond basically Mm. um and i also work with the indigenous program as well so like i kind of work with those two programs um and then everything else like 40 footy related the other people in my team do so i'm basically running the foundation social media mm. kind of exactly how i was running my own business except i don't have to chase clients or anything like that 
So just... like, so I have, so I still have some of that autonomy. So if I was to go from from everything that you know that comes with a full time job, um, you know, working in a team all the time, um, every, someone looking over your shoulder all the time. If I was to go straight into that from working yeah. on my business, I reckon I would have had a massive culture shock. Yeah. I probably would have struggled a lot more. So alhamdulillah, like I've had a lot, I've had a lot of time to kind of adjust into the corporate world. Even though Richmond is really not that corporate, like it's such a such a laid back place. Like yeah. I feel like if I was at the actual AFL, yeah, like from what yeah. I've heard from people that I've been at both, that that would have been I think a much bigger culture shock for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like with with your own with your own business and with your own side hustle, a lot of it is establishing yourself. So like Ashraf said, like you have to you have to kind of make yourself a household name if that makes sense. A lot of that is marketing. But all, a lot of it is also kind of, yeah, but a lot of it is also kind of, I don't want to say overhyping yourself, but you really, you have to have like so much confidence in yourself because like when you're in your first interaction with a client, the, f- the first thing is how much does it cost? Yeah. Yeah. And very rarely is it ever black and white. Yeah. So very rarely is it like, um... Six hours, this is how much I normally charge for six hours. Sometimes it is because it's like exactly the same as a job you did last week or the, or the week before. A lot of the time, it's like a custom job, basically. So, mm-hmm. like, we want you to do this and this and a bit of this. And a bit of this. How much is that? Basically, they're asking you how much you value yourself at. So, like, that is a, it, like to someone who doesn't, who's not, like, arrogant or anything like that, it's a very confronting question. Because, yeah. like, you're, you're asking yourself, like, what am I worth? You know, you know what I mean. Like, what is my service worth? Mm. So, like, a lot of people don't actually realize that that that's part of it. Yep. That you actually you you have to calculate your own self worth. Yeah. You know, your your business or your service, um, and then you have to you know give this person a quote, and if they say, nah, you uh, uh, there are two feelings. One, you're kind of you're shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like you're thinking, oh, like. This is a this is a work opportunity. Yeah. It's like imagine someone. It's like someone taking three shifts off you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, on, but then on the other hand, you're thinking, okay, I kind of hold my own, and I said, and this is my worth, and like I'm happy that I'm not undervaluing myself. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Hundred percent. So there's there's kind of two sides to it, but it's really it's a really confronting thing, yeah. and it's not easy, man. Like I work freelance as well. I don't yeah. know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's There'll not be easy moments at all. where you're like, okay, this took me like. 15 20 hours of my life to mm. do and then the bloke will just tell you and you're like okay based off of that i'm gonna take care of this guy i'm gonna charge him say 450 bucks or something the guy tells you bro the guy told me you could do it for 200 oh you're looking God, at bro. him and you're like mm. you know the effort that i put in the effort that the guy's gonna put in for you is two different things and the thing is i've already showed you the piece of work that i'm gonna give you and now if you take it to the other guy he's gonna be able to emulate it in a quicker time the whole process of thinking of how to put it together takes a lot of time yeah, figuring man. out inspiration and going through bits and pieces and trying to like like f- figure out an idea and a concept to put together for you and then showing it to you you just see the end piece you don't know the work that goes in the background so it really does it frustrates me bro i had a i had a really bad experience recently man like i had a not really a family friend but someone you know that that has known me and my family for a while yeah um and him and his organization needed some work done yeah so i I, you know, I gave them a quote, I did the work, and then somewhere along the line, there was some kind of misunderstanding where this person thought, because he knows me, because 
you know, the organization is kind of community based that I was going to be doing everything at cost. Mm. You know what I mean? So he wasn't expecting it to be a quote unquote business to business transaction. Mm. You know what I mean? Even though the, the, the money was actually funded. So it was all, all government funded. Yeah, yeah. And I won't go in, into too much detail side because I don't want to say, I don't want to say, about it, yeah, 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 like what project it was or who it was or anything like that. Um, but it, I literally at the end of it got a call um, and I had to go pick up a physical check. Yeah. So like I went and picked up a physical check. Um, and I had a, I had to hear a full, probably five minute earful of why this person thinks what I'm doing is ethically wrong while holding on to the check, you know, like kind of like at like close enough distance that I can go gra- reach out and grab it and, and walk out. Yeah. But like, also I'm not going to do that, yeah, you know, yeah. out of respect. <laughs> so I'm hearing this guy out five minutes where he's telling me why I'm, why what I'm doing is ethically wrong yeah. because he expects the service to be at cost. And a lot of times, videography, photography, people think of it as like a hobby or, you know, something that people can just, you know, do for you. Um, You're getting experience. Yeah, That's yeah. the lowest oh line my I've God. in my Bro, life. I've got 10 years of experience, but I was just oh, supposed to get experience. experience. I don't actually have 10 years, but, you know, yeah, like, I know I'm just saying. Yeah, bro, and I still think I'm getting experience. So, like, for me, to, for me, that was actually, like, that was that was a hardship, you know. That was, that was challenging for me. 100%. Yeah, like, bro, like, because I'm hearing this, and in a way, I'm starting to ask myself, am I ethically corrupt, bro? Like, I'm starting, I'm like, am I corrupt? Like, mm. ha- has money corrupted me to the point where I'm I'm charging money to this guy? Bro, it's government money, man. Yeah. Like, if I didn't charge it, but he was going to put it in... He was going to pocket it. He was going to put it in his pocket, <laughs> or he was going <laughs> to put it in his organization, <laughs> and they were going <laughs> to use it for sausage sizzles or something, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At least let me protect my family, let me feed my family with this money, you know? Yeah, he no. should be trying to support you with it. Yeah. There's a reason they give it. Like, if this guy was actually a friend of the family, he would know... Like take ma- care of him, man. Yeah, like this guy is newly married. You know, it's a pandemic. Let mm. me pay him, bro. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? Be. Let me actually pay this guy. Let me take 100%. care of him instead of actually making me feel bad, bro. Like I took that money sadly, bro. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I took it and I like I felt bad about myself. I get you, hundred percent. And I wasn't uh, and I wasn't just working by myself as well. Yeah. I was actually working with with the team. It was a big project, bro. This is one of the biggest projects I've, I've actually ever worked on, and this guy's making me feel bad for actually charging for it. So imagine I went and I said, oh, don't, don't worry about it. And then I go to everyone that I worked with. I'm like, sorry, man, I can't pay you. Because this guy made, made yeah, me feel exactly. bad and I didn't take the money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just because of my feelings. Yeah. Everyone else has to Because this guy, Because this guy thought I should feel bad. So then no one gets paid. Yeah, basically, imagine that. Yeah. And that's another thing, know. bro. Like the responsibility of actually like charging people because you have to pay other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then these people come to you and they go, oh, brother, come on, give me a discount. Bro. Like, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a discount. And I'll pay him less. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'll give you a discount and what? Like, I'll just pay. I'll, just I'll pay, pay out I'll, of my pocket. Yeah. And I'll pay thirty dollars less for my rent this this month. Yeah, and yeah. I say, no, nah, don't worry about it. I say to my landlord, don't worry about it. Just brother, give me a discount. Yeah, well, <laughs> Imagine well, the world well, worked well, like that, bro. Well, yeah. like everyone just said, no, 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 just give me a discount, bro. That sounds worry. like Lebanon. In a nutshell. Bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like the markets, bro. In the <laughs> Arab world. Hey, brother, brother what's the final price? <laughs> <laughs> You said something interesting because now you've spoken about how like you used to do spoken word and then videography and then photography and you kind of like, you know, you've re- reinvented yourself throughout the years. And that's a hard thing when you have to have like belief in yourself, belief in your skill set because like like you said, when you got into videography, you weren't skilled at it. You were new to the game and you're like, Bismillah, I'm going to take a chance. How do you reinvent yourself and still have the confidence like each time to actually do it to the level of getting paid? Because mm. for example, like, we might reinvent ourselves with 
starting like podcasts, but we're just doing it and putting videos on YouTube. Mm. We're not getting paid. It's not actually like a job year or something like that, you know? So how do you reinvent yourself? It's a big responsibility as well, bro. Like, like you've actually got a responsibility as a Muslim as well. If you think you're not at a standard to charge for something, then then you can't. You really mm. can't. Like, ethically, you can't. Mm. So I very rarely do I, do I actually charge for something at, my first or second attempt at it. Like I said, with that videography thing, like, bro, I charged that guy so little that, mm. like, I might as well have not charged him anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm there, it was in the middle of summer, I'm standing there in the blazing heat, and I'm going home, and I'm and I'm editing three game, three matches, bro, like, three matches highlights every night. And for us, it's still basic level editing, but... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, like and, I was, and I was new, bro. I was yeah, new, it's so new it's not like, new it's, it's not like now where time. I can, not now where I can edit highlights in 10, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Back then, I was new, you know, so I'm just... Uh, about hours cut, of content as well. Where's yeah. cut? <laughs> get the blade yeah, tool. Yeah, <laughs> get the blade cut here. Uh, paste. Uh, yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%. So, like, it was taking time, bro. And, like, I got to a point where I was like, bro, why am I doing this? Like, it's really not worth it. Um, But to actually, like, yeah, reinvent yourself and, and do things for the first time, it's challenging. But I've always, I've always wanted to be, like, kind of a jack-of-all-trades if you know what I mean, like Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've always like it's actually for me. It's it's actually a coincidence that my field is actually relying on people to actually be like that now. So like in the media industry now, you can't be a writer, you can't be a photographer, you can't be a videographer. You have to be everything. Mm, interdisciplinary. Yeah. If not everything, you have to be at least two things. You know what I mean? So, like, most jobs that are out there now, they're digital producer jobs with a component of writing. Mm. Or they're, you know, writing jobs with a, with a, bit, of, with a bit of video editing. So, it's just a coincidence for me that, that that's kind of that's kind of my field now. That, you know, 10 years ago, you could have just been a writer, but now you can't. You have to adapt, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a weird coincidence. But for me, I've always wanted to be like that. Like, I've never, I've never been happy to just be one thing. Yeah. And I also get not bored but I also get kind of tired of just doing the same thing so like in in my job or in life I want to be able to pivot onto different things um and I've never been afraid to try new things like that skateboard story <laughs> like like literally I'll, just I'll, I'll yeah like I'll do something <laughs> like I'll do something that I've never done before and I'll do it confidently until I stack it mm, basically yeah, metaphorically or physically stack it well, that, that I've stacked it a lot bro on a lot of things oh, right, not bro. just the skateboard I'm delivered, well, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. on that with starting new um, like reinventing yourself different times is there like a story or a person or a quote or something you look up to or you remind yourself of before you start a new venture like even going into videography like when you have that doubt in yourself what is it that affirms your own belief is it like past experiences or do you look at person X who's a media producer that does it all and you're like, damn, I want to be like him? Um, no, nah, I'd be lying if I said I had like a role model in my industry. Um, I'd say probably the only the only person I've looked up to is when I was younger, you guys had him on Craig Foster. Probably the only guy I've actually like looked up to and thought like, mm. far, like I can actually like be like that. Because I've always loved football, yeah. So like I've always thought if... Like, if I can expand on my knowledge of football, like, as a seven-year-old, I thought I knew everything about football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, like, I knew everything. Like, I watched this this many this many games, you know. I've watched, like, 10 hours of football today, you know. I thought, like, I can be like this guy. So he was probably the only 
guy that I looked up to in terms of actual, you know, being like this guy on TV. Mm. Um, but all my, probably, the confidence probably comes, yeah, as you said, from past experiences. Like, if I'm doing something new, I'm always thinking, that thing I did was something new. Like, and I and I did that, and I like I was fine. So, if I did that, I can do this. So, imposter syndrome isn't really a big thing in your life, is it? Oh, it is. No, no, it, it is. is yeah. It is, bro. It so is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. Like, I get imposter syndrome all the time. Like, sometimes I'm like to my wife, like, am I even good enough to do my job? <laughs> like, I literally, literally mm. bro, like, like, I'm like, this guy and this guy in my team are like so much better than me. You know what I mean? And she's like, nah, you're ridiculous. Like, you're actually yeah. being ridiculous. Like, imposter syndrome is so real, bro. Like, I, like if someone doesn't have imposter syndrome... I actually envy that person because I have it so bad, bro. I don't think anyone does. They say everyone has it. Yeah, besides people that are in a manic, yeah, manic yeah. state. Surely everyone yeah. has it, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah every artist, yeah, every yeah, artist yeah. has it, and all it is is we don't know what's going on in your head yeah. or anyone else, anyone else's head, so we think, oh no, they don't have it. Everyone has it, yeah, at least yeah, some yeah. form of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I have it badly, bro. Like, I always think, what if I'm not good enough for this, or what if I'm not good enough for that? But then that thought is also juxtaposed by the thought of. You've done it before. You've adapted before. You've you know, you've kind of morphed into a position or a role that you didn't think you could in the past, so you can do it again. Yeah. So it's it's weird. It's like a especially when you hear it from like for example Basha. Well, Basha is probably one of the most untouchable players at Richmond at the time, mm. and he's telling you that when he get he he wants to make sure he never gets injured in order for him not to lose that place on a team where somebody else come and fills that gap, and then they completely forget about him. You're telling me. Two-time Premiership player at the three, time, yeah, three times, yeah. three time yeah. altogether. A guy who was probably like one of the most effective half backmen and effective uh, f- kickers of the football in general. Like I rarely see him mess up a kick. Mm. Mashallah, yeah. At his, so in he his was peak. doubting himself. He was doubting himself. Yeah. yeah, he always says if I get picked. Like whenever I ask him, like, oh, like, oh, you've got a game on Saturday or something. He goes, yeah, inshallah, if I get picked. I'm like, bro, you won two Premierships. What do you mean if you get? You picked? know, yeah. it's <laughs> not even like not mean? with him. But with athletes, with artists, whatever, it's they don't just say it. They actually believe it. Mm. Where they, for example, someone says, hey, that was an amazing show, you know, for rappers, singers. They're like, was it really? You know, I felt like I did this wrong. They're like, no one realized. Oh, always, like, always. And they're like, no, 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 I know I hit, I didn't hit the note well. It's like, what are you talking about? Or a joke, like, you know, with comedians, oh, I didn't hit, uh, the crowd didn't react yeah. as much as I thought. Yeah. It's like, you I need that validation. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had that because I've obviously worked with people, like, as, as a videographer. And like I've seen other artists at work, and they're always like that. Like you're you're 100 right. They're always thinking like, oh, the crowd didn't laugh hard enough, or the the you know song didn't bang hard enough, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's like you said, as a creative, because everything is up for interpretation. So like when you're, you know, when you're too close to something, you you can't see it how other people see it. You know, I actually heard a, I'm not sure if it's a fact or, or a strong opinion, but I heard that. 80% of blemishes or things that you see badly in yourself or maybe even more people don't see mm. like no literally like I think 80% nobody else sees so imagine like how much only a few people see you know mm. so imagine 98% like for example mm. of the things that you think are bad with yourself the majority of the world don't see and there's people that know about that stuff they're the ones that accept you the most it's like it's crazy. It's a yeah, that's, that's the still, thing. They still like love you. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, who knows more about a person's frailties than their parents or their family or their wives? Their brothers and yeah, sisters. Yeah, or their brothers and sisters. Who knows more about a person's frailties than the people closest to them? 
yet they're the people that accept them and love them and support them and appreciate them the mm. most. So if someone from afar sees, you know, something wrong with you and then they don't show you love, why are you worried, bro? Yeah. Like genuinely, like, why are you worried? A lot of times I see some see someone, um, they, you know, they're worried about what, like, people around them think. I'm like, are you going to see this person again? Ever? Yeah, like, literally ever. Are you ever going to see this person again? Yeah, why are you worried about what they think? Or if you're in a predicament, would you ever ask that person's advice for it? Oh, that's, that's, yeah. H- you have you ever know. used that, like, the 80% principle, whatever you want to call it, in, like, real life? Like, example, something happened to you, and you're like, no one else even realises, and then moved on. Yeah, of course, man. Like, you mentioned spoken word, bro. When you don't spoken word, sometimes, like, you'll mess up a line or something, and you just wonder, like, did anyone else notice that? But then you're thinking, nobody knows this piece like yeah. that well, bro. Like mm. you know, like that's like that's just an example. You know, no one like no one is there except for maybe like for me. It's like my little sister who probably knows all the words. <laughs> you know, she'll be like, "You messed up that line." <laughs> no one else knows. Yeah. Like know. literally, nobody else knows every line to your poem, or mm. no one knows exactly how that video was meant to turn out. No one knows exactly you know the lighting that you were going for with that photo, for example. So nobody is there, like, you're always going to be yourself's harsh critic. Unless you're, yeah. unless you're like, you know, completely in the clouds and you think you're perfect, but which I, I've never, literally never met someone like that. On mm. that, should you be your own harshest critic? Like, yeah, I think so. But how hard should you go then? Oh, go, obviously don't go too hard on yourself. But you should always criticise and maybe I'd say constructive criticism. Always Where, have where's constru- the fine line? Constructive criticism. You make yeah. you make videos. You take photos. You know us. We have a podcast, and what this book. I think ninety nine percent of the podcast we end were like that was a dead episode. Then we watch it later. Like actually, it was really good. Like yeah. this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But there's like two episodes I remember ending and saying, "Hey, that was actually a good app." Yeah. You know. Oh, what I mean? bro. Yeah, man. Like and we've done like seventy. Yeah. Like I make podcasts, and like whenever I'm, whenever I finish with a guest, like. Obviously, like, because we've been working from home, yeah, so, like, I'm always, like, it's funny, like, you're you're recording, but then you're actually at home. It's, mm. so, like, I'm done recording, and I'm, I'm done. I tell my wife, like, oh, yeah, bad, we're <laughs> literally at your house right now. I, and, I, and I tell my wife, like, oh, I'm finished. And straight away, obviously, first question was, how was it? Like, yeah, I'm I sorry. guess it was all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I'll listen back to it, or, like, she'll listen back to it, or someone else, will, and I'll be like, bro, amazing podcast. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, I just thought it was average. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, like how harsh you should be on yourself. I don't know to a, I don't know to like, to a science, but harsh enough that you, that you can actually find something to improve on. Mm. You know what I mean? But not so harsh that you end up hating the product. Never, never be that harsh on yourself. Mm. Like I've never, I've never been a fan of, you know, people hating on themselves. Like, or people that really, really can't take a compliment. You know what I mean? What like, do you mean? Like, they like say, no, stop. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, say, so say some, goal. yeah, say, say someone, you know, scores an amazing goal, and you're like, oh, bro, that was an amazing goal. What do you mean? I'm like, nah, man, he sucked. <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you like? Or like, or like, or a so, lot of people are like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like, it's like, it's almost like they're fishing for more. Yeah. Like they want, like they want more, or they just, or they really can't. I think a lot of people. They either don't know how to take it, so they don't even mean it when they say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a lot of them really want you to say, nah, nah, that was amazing. Yeah, they want you, nah, they yeah. want you to double down. They want you to say, mm. nah, 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 I mean it. 
Yeah. It was an amazing yeah. goal. You should, say, yeah, you should say, to be a your footy crap. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. yeah I'd be interested to see if they were like, really? No, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it's not like, it's the guy that gets 98% on an exam and goes, man, I didn't even get 100. And yeah. then yeah. everyone else is getting like 60. Bad. Yeah. Is that, I didn't, is that I didn't even study. No, oh, I didn't even I didn't study even people. Study yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even study people. Oh, I've never been one of those. Allah. I've never been. If I if I get if I get a good mark on an exam, you know I studied for that <laughs> exam. <bro. laughs> um, just to wrap it up, inshallah. I wanted to talk or just touch on the um, the whole marriage side of things. So you got married at twenty two years old, correct? Yeah. It's relative to this day and age, that is very young. You know what I mean? Like we're starting to see that people are starting to like delay the process. Of marriage and whatever. This is where I plug out. Do we ever do prioritize marriage episode right up there? <laughs> yeah. Go click it. Go watch that I video. Think, I think you know our opinions. I think you guys posted that and I replied to your post and I was like, no. <laughs> 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 uh, literally, you, you, your question, do we ever prioritize marriage? I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. So you, yeah, I think you prioritize it. You come to my house, bro. Go yeah, on, <laughs> Bad, bad. Nah, nah, sorry. Go, go ask your question. But yeah, I just want to touch on that. Like being married so young with the pressures of life in general do you feel like like obviously shout out to busha yeah legend yeah. yeah probably one of mashallah the most one yeah. of them he actually like knows my wife personally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a legend she's a legend mashallah yeah. she, she she's not really restrictive on nah not at all. she doesn't hold on to him and tell him no you can't go places and blah blah, blah. Yeah. she's really awesome with that but one thing that i wanted to ask you was like not personally but the whole situation with the responsibilities and that do you feel like that really restricts a person from doing what they want to do at such a young age? Um, not, not in terms of, as you said, like it also also depends on the on the woman. So if your wife is supportive, which you should be, you know, as you should be as, support, as supportive as you can be as the husband, and she should be as supportive as you, as you can be, especially if you're gonna get married young. Mm. If you're gonna get married young to someone who's restrict, restrictive, and if you're a restrictive person yourself, if you know yourself, you know that. You know you're gonna be don't leave the house, the, that type of person. You know, or any variation of that, then don't get married young. You know, I know that goes against all sheikhs' advice and everything like that, yeah. where they also say, where they always say like you know categorically get married. If you're the type of person that is like that and has that personality flaw, go work on yourself and then get married because at the end of the day you're taking someone's daughter away from their house, you know, and you're taking them into your own home and that person becomes your responsibility because they will have. Such you know volatile times. You have such sensitive times where you'll have to, you know, you'll have to be there, and your personality. You have to be kind of in in check as a person to be there for them. Um. So that that's just that one kind of you know serious side of it, I guess. Yeah. But like, in terms of go- getting married young, honestly, in one word, it's awesome. It's actually awesome. Like my wife and I have known each other since uni, um, and. I feel like we kind of, in a sense, grew up together. You know what I mean? Not really. Like, I was already a grown man. Like, I was already an adult. She was an adult. Yeah. But we kind of developed, you know, as adults together. Um, and even though at times I kind of, I felt like there was a lot more responsibility on, on my shoulders than other people at my age. So, like, as you know, like, I had my business full-time when I was at uni. So, I was doing uni full-time yeah. and I had my business full-time. And the... The only reason why I made my business full-time business was because I knew I was getting married and I knew I had a wedding to pay for and, you know, a life after the wedding. And mind you, I had a small wedding. You know what I mean? Like, I like I, I don't I don't think people should have, you know, 300, 400 people weddings, bro. Have, if you haven't spoken to them in the last year, yeah. they shouldn't be at your wedding. Uh, you know what I mean? 
Um, so yeah, I had like that responsibility. Um, I was a little too probably too hard on myself in that regard. Mm. I tried to raise too much money too quickly, and I burnt myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I've, I don't know if, if I should tell the story of the of the car accident. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so I had a so I was basically working full time uh, on my business, and also uni full time. And this was my third year, so final year of uni, um, business going really well. Ahmed was actually <laughs> working with me at the time, um, and like alhamdulillah everything was going really well except for my sleep. <laughs> sleep was non-existent. I was sleeping probably three hours a day. Um, and I was still riding as well. So I was doing I was still doing football riding as well. So like I was watching games. I was um you know, writing about them, working full time on my business which is videography. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I had clients, um, I had this and that, you know, I had I actually had like I had full time basically I had a full time job and some. You know what I mean? So like the the full time job would have just been filming the games and editing them. That would have been the full time job. But then there's the admin, there's the chasing clients, there's the turning down clients, there's the invoices, there's all this. So I had all of that. And then on top of that, I had my final year of uni. Mm. And one day after Jomai, I just, I fell asleep at the wheel. Like I literally, like I fell asleep. My car went through three lanes of traffic and I have absolutely no idea how no one hit me. Like I was literally, I was on Summerton Road, just going down, fell asleep, swerved towards a stop sign. So I was literally, I was heading towards a stop sign, would have hit it, woke up in the last possible second, swerved my car, mm. went through three lanes and hit the curb, literally went onto the grass area. Stop traffic because like everyone yeah, was just in shock. On, yeah. People got out and I saw if I was okay. I was listening to a podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, I was, I was listening to it before it existed. Uh, and, um, yeah, and literally like, I could have died in that moment. Like, so like, I burnt myself out way too much mm. and all because I thought I have to raise so much money before I get married. Like, people say you have to have 20K in the bank. You have to have, you know, full-time job. You have to have this, you have to have that, you have to have that. Bro, it's so not true, man. Mm. Bro, by the time I got married, like, I not I wasn't bankrupt or anything, but bro, I didn't have any, I didn't have, you know, a lottery am- amount of money in the bank. Yeah. But I had like a modest amount, had a modest wedding, amazing time, stayed at a resort for one night, mm. you know, and that's it. Went to Bali for my honeymoon, didn't have to go to Maldives, didn't have to go whatever, you know. I did a basic, bro. It's bad, yeah. We had a good time, alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah, like, I live to tell the story, bro. Like, I didn't, yeah, you know, yeah, I, didn't yeah, bro, that, man. I didn't die in that car accident. But like, there are so many misconceptions, man. Like, don't get married young, bro. Like, have a full-time job before you get married. You know, have 20K in the bank. Bro, it's so untrue. If you have a supportive family, if you, basically, if you're ethnic, you're going to be getting support. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, bro, like, I reckon, generally, we could have lived off the money we made at the wedding alone. Bro, bro I heard I, the same thing. I My s- mate told me we made a profit from the wedding. I swear. <laughs> I don't think we made a profit. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I, think it, I wasn't going to have one. Yeah, have one. <laughs> bad. I don't think it was that. Honestly, I don't think it was that much. But, like, you genuinely make... Like, there's so much barakah, bro, in getting married for the sake of Allah yeah. that Allah will put money in your pocket. Allah will take care of you, man. Like, who's going to take care of you more than your creator? Exactly, bro. Like, yeah. no big business, no corporate entity is going to take care of you more than that. No full-time job. Not even you and yourself. Yeah, bro, nothing, yeah? bro. Like, you plan on Allah plans. Definitely. As long as your plan is as close to Allah's plan as possible. Because think about it, yeah? If your plan 
is to be single till you're 28. Have a job. Have a. I'm not <laughs> looking at you, sis. <laughs> you're looking at him and saying. I'm looking at him. I've got a scumbag. I thought yeah. we talked about this in private. <laughs> hey, this is a private conversation. <laughs> now, but generally, if your plan is to stay. Okay, forget an age. If you want to stay a si- single as long as possible until you have 50k in the bank, yeah? Yeah, and, yeah, you, yeah, and you're turning, yeah, and you're turning away viable candidates for marriage, yeah, people that you actually could build a life with together. How is that going to be close to Allah's plan? How is Allah's get plan going to be for you to live without a without a wife? Yeah. That's that's not going to like you know like wrestling me, with your nafs. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Allah wants better than that for you. If Allah is putting people in your life, you know that are compatible for you. If like. If you don't find someone you're compatible with, that's a different story. I'm not mm. saying, like, go force it. I'm not saying that. But if you're actually turning... Because I know people that turn people away, bro. Say They say, right place, wrong time. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard that? Right, right, right person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard time, that? Yeah. Sorry, not right pl- Right person, wrong time. You've yeah. heard that, yeah? Yeah, so, like... Oh, some 10 so things I heard yeah, about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you, tell, so you tell them, you're like, bro, that was, mashallah, like, it was a good sister. Why'd you turn her away? Like, you know, why'd, why'd you end it? Yeah, bro. Uni. Right person, wrong time, bro. I'm still in uni, bro. Like, I was like, bro, if that's the right person, how how do you know three more, right, four mm. more right people are gonna come? How do you know one more right person is gonna come? Mm. You know what I mean? So for me, bro, I pounced on it, bro. So it's the lack of tawakkul. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have to have tawakkul in Allah, bro. On that, because of the right person, a lot of times people think they need the perfect person, like perfect for me. Oh no. Nah. Was there still like pre-marriage that like? Um, fear that it might not be the right person All that stuff Because yeah, everyone says You have to take a leap of faith But then people always say No to a person They get to know them for three months Nah nah It just didn't click Or it didn't, I didn't get the feeling mm. Tingles yeah us, Yeah can you tell us about Tingles. that <laughs> You actually went and did the day Yeah 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 took yeah. that step And then maybe the love got built after You know Yeah nah there's There are things There are conversations That you have to have Before marriage obviously You know like For me I've never been like I've never shied away from telling people that before you got you get married, there are a few tough conversations you got to have. If you're if you're at your wedding day and you haven't haven't had any tough conversations, I've got news for you, brother. You're gonna have tough yeah. conversations after your wedding day. You know Most what I mean? Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have, of course, you're gonna have disagreements. You're gonna have, um, you know, differences. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's no such thing as a perfect match. Before I met my wife, my ideal, <laughs> my ideal woman was gonna watch football. <laughs> you know, she was gonna go for Man United. <laughs> she was, gonna, you know, she was gonna, you know, love all the same shows as me. She was gonna this. She was gonna that, bro. That's Zeus. You know, <laughs> that's, you know what I mean. That's that's one of your boys. That's, that's, that's one of your boys. You yeah. know what I mean. That's I like, n- that's not, like I've got news for you, bro. That's not your wife. Yeah. Exactly, if yeah. if the main thing you have in common with your wife is that she goes for the same football team as you. Brother, you're in trouble. You got low standards. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble, bro. <laughs> Your compatibility has to be much deeper than that, you know. Definitely. Like, if you if you have the same goals in life, yeah, in terms of dunya and akhirah, yep. then you're on the right path, man. Like, finding someone that's compatible in this day and age is very difficult because we're all Muslims, yeah, but a lot of people have, you know, they have this kind of hurdle in their head. Where they're thinking, what if this person is more religious than me? You know, what if I don't meet their expectations? If you're marrying someone that's more religious than you, that's such a barakah, bro. Because they're gonna drag you up with them, man. Like mm-hmm. m- it's more likely that they're gonna than that they're gonna drag you up than you're gonna drag them down. Yeah. Unless you're a horrible person, <laughs> then you'll drag them down. Mm. Like, you bro. Like, that, like my wife is a much better person person than me, bro. Oh, 
Bro, like I'm telling you 100%, she's like levels above me. And I'm just I'm just climbing the rungs, bro, trying to get to her level right now. Mm. There, was a, there was a very bad trend on TikTok. It was the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. One where they go, what is the type of guy looks-wise, personality-wise, and then Dean-wise? Like, and then and last... Th- and then how do you say Dean? So I want 7 out of 10 Dean. He has to be 6 out of 10. What does he has that to mean? be a 4 out of 10 Dean. I'm looking at him. Oh, like, yes, yes. I've seen that actually. I've seen that when he had the same halal haram ratio as you or something, yeah? Oh, so oh gone, bro. Wallah, I, think, I think people are just cooked these bro, days. That's, bro, that's the thing. That's like people being like proud of how haram they are. Yeah, that, that. You know yeah. the ones that brag about the, the, the good old days? Yeah. Bro, bro that's what Allah wants. <laughs> now they brag about, they brag about like, oh, like I'm a 6 out of 10 on the halal scale. Like, bro, what does that mean, bro? Oh, like, what? Yeah, back so, to what you're saying. But yeah, like. <laughs> But like, what is compatibility? Like, you're you know, say you're looking for someone. What is compatibility t- to you? Like, what do you think? What do you think you're you're looking for? Gym girl. <laughs> it went into a, it went into a deep one. Now, but I think when people talk about compatibility, it's like you and your friends. Sometimes it's like you can chat all day. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be times when you're not chatting. But it's like if you're in a car, it doesn't go awkward for five minutes. You're like, oh, what are you supposed to talk about? Oh, of course, you want to be able to yeah, have that important. friendship. With your spouse, whatever. Huh? You dodged that question last. Yeah, bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. So, yeah, back to what you were saying. <laughs> he, doesn't wanna, he doesn't wanna talk about how she needs to go to the gym five times a week. Yeah, you exactly. Know? If she's not yelling out, uh, we're gonna carry the boats, whatever that thing is. If she can't, if you can't, if you can't spot you, if she can't spot you on your 50 <laughs> kilo bench press, <laughs> that's just not it. She has to sell, she has to move my squats, man. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, go on, sorry. Uh, no, back I'm gonna uh, hijack your podcast. <laughs> W- now, nah, I wanted to just speak about that because it's interesting with guys just always trying to find the right girl, you know. And I think that when you're talking about the Dean thing, like sometimes there's a, if there's a big discrepancy, the big difference, it can affect a relationship. But the biggest thing is wanting to change. Bro, that's so the, that's thing, the only yeah. thing. Sometimes there's a girl, mashallah, she's on the ball, and the guy he, he needs improvement. But if he doesn't want to change, that's when there's an issue. But if the girl's hafida and the guy. Once to change, it will work perfectly. Even you know? even then, bro, like the guys that are waiting for a girl to, t- to change them, because no one's going to do that for you. No, no, mm. no. That's the thing, bro. That's the thing. You have to, like, like for me and my wife, yeah, we have lives, to, like a life together, and we have lives apart. Yeah. Like if my, if my life apart from my wife was contrastly different to how my life is with her, then there'd be issues, bro. Cause I'd have to I'd have to switch between like two different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's Hannah Montana. Yeah, bad. And that's and that's <laughs> you, you know that's <laughs> and that's and that's very troubling. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to be willing as a person to improve, yeah, mm. to improve yourself. But at, at the same time, you can't be like marrying someone hoping that they change. Mm. That's 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 probably if I if I could give you know one piece of advice, don't marry someone in the hope that they'll change. Because I know people like that, that get married to someone, or like they'll get engaged to someone, hoping that they'll change. Like, like oh, like I know she doesn't wear hijab now, but maybe she'll wear hijab later. Yeah, yeah. If hijab is important to you, then just take it face value. Yeah, what it is. What she marry her, expecting she's gonna be exactly the same until the day she dies. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is obviously not gonna happen. She's gonna get better. She might get worse. Whatever. You might get better. You might get worse. Mm. But marry her with that expectation that you will take her in sickness and in health in the way she is at that point in time. Uh, I'm a church, bro. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. Right? Yeah. I've been watching too many movies, bro. <laughs> Rom-coms, you know? 
She's forcing it. Yeah. In, yeah, in sickness and in health, you know, I do. Like one of those ones. See how before he wanted the girl that watches uh, United? Yeah. Now, if you ask him, I just want a g- someone that watches mom comes with me. Yeah, bad. Bad. I don't watch United yeah, anymore. Interesting. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, bro, this guy deserves a... Let's not talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about it. Nah, I said specifically, I said, hey, I told you, no football today. <laughs> nah, I don't it's talk coming about a time, bro. I'm not running away from it. We're gonna get every United supporter in the oh world on this podcast, man. bro. Done, done, done. But um, yeah, bro. Thank I you very much. I wanted to end up. Okay, I got a end question. Up. I wanted to end up. Yes. Um, right. not about marriage, even though the topic kind of ended on that. I wanted to know what's something in your life that you wished you knew earlier. Oh, that's a good one. Even just the first thing that comes to mind. You know, it doesn't have to be wise or whatever. Just the first thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wish I just wish Should have me harder bro Would have been even closer friends I wish I slapped him in the face Um, One thing I wish I knew It's a tough question I actually ask I always ask guests this And and then I get mad That they don't answer straight away Like like, come on Just tell me Take your time Um, We can edit these This gap Yeah bad Yeah Cut it Um, Don't believe me (laughs) I would say no man From two jobs You don't get paid I'm I'm resting I'm resting Um I'd probably, I'd probably take the confidence I have now to the to probably the start, to the very beginning. Like, because when I started, my first job, like in this kind of industry, was at Futsalos, um, as a photographer and writer, and I was bro like any criticism, bro, I was shook, yeah. like bro, like I was like I would get you know a bit of criticism, you know, like your photos, bro, like if I look back to photos, they were horrible, but like if I like if I thought a photo was good basically I, I got the person in the photo that was a good photo for me you know like as long as I got the subject in the photo <laughs> and their fingers went blurry bro that was a good, good result so if someone told me something like anything about the photo or especially about my writing bro I was so sensitive about my writing yeah. bro because for me I was William Shakespeare from the age of 10 you know what I mean that's yeah. what I was thinking like how could you you know because like, you rated that about yourself yeah you yeah know? yeah because that's what I thought I was the best at Definitely, you know yeah um, so I couldn't take any criticism. Whereas now, I love criticism, bro. Like I love feedback as long as it's constructive. Yeah. Like I would, I would take this confidence and this love for constructive, constructive, constructive criticism. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can criticize my speech as well. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll no, take. You get a full, yeah, formal letter. Yeah, bad. If I could take this to to the start, yep. I think I probably could have gone further faster. Um, because I think a, a lot of a lot of what held me back was. I wasn't able to take that criticism and morph, morph it into you know improvement. Definitely. So if I could, if I could take that, and take it back to twenty sixteen, which is bloody five years ago now, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, mm. I'd do that, and I'd probably, I'd also, I'd also um, probably handpick my battles a lot more because I I took on way too much too quickly. Mm. Like I I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I can emphasize that enough. Like if you're running a business. God, take a slow man. Like my business boomed in the space of two months. I went from two clients to ten clients. Like it went crazy, and that's all barakah from Allah, man. Like I didn't do anything differently, bro. Like I did all the same stuff. I put out the same quality content. You know, I worked the same level, and all of a sudden, bro, things went crazy. Mm. And in that time, my test went from not having enough to having too much. And being able to balance that out. So, like, right now, I'm always focusing on work-life balance. Like, people sometimes say, like, how do you sleep? Like, they actually yeah. ask me, like, 
Like they go, like you must have like no time, bro. I got time, bro. I play FIFA. Mm. You know, like I've got time because like if I don't, if I find myself with a work life balance that's completely off the off the chains, I start thinking I'm gonna go back to that. Like I've got such a fear of that, man. Like because yeah. when you've actually experienced that, when you've experienced that car spinning, there's trauma there, yeah, bro. There's so much trauma there, man. Like I've like there were two times where I think I've you know, you know, like come close to death. That. Another one was thunderstorm asthma, which we had like recently. Oh well, yeah, like I copped on some asthma pretty bad, but like recently nah, not this one. Time. Nah, the last time, like when five, five, six years ago. The other brother died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I copped that. Tw- so like those are the two times where I feel like I've had a, like you know, a brush with death basically. Yeah. So like I've thought, I've thought about that every time I've come close to burnout. Uh. You know, like we actually have something at Richmond that says um, it's like an uh, it's like a self evaluation, and it says what what are your what are your like lights out triggers or warnings or something like that? And for me, one of them is like lack of creativity. When I can't yeah. think of anything, like well, I've just got a block, you know, like I've got to work on a video and I've just got a block. Yeah. You know, I had, I had, I had it recently. Like I literally couldn't think, how do I make this a good video? Like I've got all the footage. How do I make this a good video? At that point, I'm like, bro, I've got burnout, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just got to step away. Like if you're starting a business, if you're going into a job, if you're going into a job and like you think like I've got to impress and you go hard and you work extra hours, it's not worth it, man. Don't don't sacrifice your work life balance. Like, focus on yourself. Focus on your, on your, you know, personal life. Yeah. Focus on your work and focus on your dean. Like, try to make that split like as even as you possibly can. I'm working on it, man. Like, I'm trying so hard not yeah. to burn myself out. And it's difficult because you don't really know when the when the barometer is. Because bro, because because. Because money is a big motivator for, for everyone, bro. 100%. When bro, like when money's being thrown at you and you're saying, nah, I can't, bro. Imagine, bro, like in reality, you're th- you're saying, take keep your money. I need to kick back, watch some TV, play PlayStation, and go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually what you're saying, you know? Like you're like I'm saying it like as like work life balance. But for me, the things I do to wind down and, and kick back is like, you know, watch a show. Downtime. Yeah, play a bit of PlayStation, read a book. The best sleep. line is the best line is. And you're saying no, mo- no yeah. money. Let me have that instead. Yeah, the best line is there are imports that come from overseas that are going to take you that job because you're going to end up having they're going to end up doing three different things <laughs> and you're you can only take one job and you can't even handle that. Bad. When bro. you hear that, bro, you hear Bad. that line, you're like, wrong. Yeah. Well, no, I can't bro, even think about bro, it. There, right, you know, there, there are like. I don't know if I'll call them imports, but they're... You know, uh, I know specific yeah, group yeah, of yeah. human beings that I yeah, don't want to elaborate on so yeah, I don't yeah, say yeah. racist. Bro, they <laughs> work so hard that if they heard me speaking right now, they'd be like, what a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they'd be like, Definitely. I work taxi 12 hours and then I'll, and then I'll go, go you know, and then I'll go study for my PhD or something <laughs> and this guy's telling me he can't think of an idea for a video. <laughs> exactly. And you can't press a button. And yeah, record, bad. Yeah. yeah, you can't hit record and get the cut and get, get the face tool. Khair, bro. Allah, yeah, no, we nah. really enjoyed this podcast, bro. Jazakallah khair for nah, coming. All good, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. I had to put the handshake in there. Why not, mate? We had a social <laughs> with me and Ash have a social distancing, but me and you, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We're trying to hit the 2K mark, so subscribe, hit that notification bell, and see you guys next week.